Hello and welcome to Mad Hatter's Tea Party. This is Wal Hatter, and with me today is Athir Musawi. And we're at his gallery talking about his work, and the opening is on March the 14th at Ayam Gallery. Hello. Hey, how's it going? Very well, thank you. So, you've just set up, ready for your show to open up. Yep, yep. And by the time we, we release this, it'll It will happen. all look different by the time <laughs> you finish. Everything will come down, I'll change it all, and you'll see a completely different show. No, probably won't happen. But anyway, uh, we were talking off, uh, off, not the air, off the mic, off the um, mic. that this show is a bit different to what you've actually sent to Ayam in, in the first place, right? Uh, yeah. You reworked yeah, yeah. some of it. Yeah, I did. I did mention that. Um, well, yeah. I mean, I'd 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 finished what I considered to be uh, a whole body of work. In it's actually it, for to prepare this show has actually been a uh, a much more natural um, process um, than I had expected. In that, I'd sent work in July from the studio in Paris, um, which I was sharing with my wife, Sara Naim. Um, who you met yesterday. Yeah. Yes, I've got um, a little plug in there. <laughs> She's got a show opening as well. It's another uh, podcast released last week. Another podcast released <laughs> last week. So, um, so I sent my work in July from the studio, and um, I had, at the time, um, I'd considered the work to be completely finished, you know, um, as you do when you send a body of works, mm-hmm. and they were, in, they were consistent with the... Um, the topic I was exploring, and although um, I don't ever, f- you know, I never feel like a topic is fully resolved when I finish a body of works. I thought it was it was complete enough to be a full body, okay. uh, and so for that reason, I sent the works over and I um, spoke with a gallery, and they offered um, to, you know, they were really excited about doing a show with me for this coming March, and then the following months, I continued as every painter does. Mm-hmm continue to produce work and fortunately the work just kept pushing forward and I you know the the term I used earlier is that I I feel like I pushed past a threshold which I don't I don't feel like I'd fully been able to push past before um stylistically um you know and with the technique I use um and that was continuing to work in Paris on not these works and during uh, a residency um, I did in Beirut with uh, Beirut Art Residency Um, and so what happened there is I started to play with um, play with uh, depth um, depth in terms of the colours I use, depth in terms of the forms I use um, and you know stylistic techniques which I had always wanted to use and I'd always incorporated into my drawings, but I never found an access point in which to introduce it into my painting. Um, and, and how did the, the, the residency, was it the time or was it something no, that you interacted with? Uh, well, a good, a, good resi- a good residency will give you so much breathing space. Okay. And that is kind of what it did, you know? It was just, I had so much breathing space. I mean, you know, there's no expectation mm. in, a, in a residency. There's, there's no expectation. It's just about you pushing yourself forward. And so I... Also, Beirut is just incredible as a city, and it was exactly the aesthetic that my work needed to push it forward, okay. that perfect balance of being rubble and destroyed, but beautiful with a lot of vibrancy and a lot of life growing out from it. 
And so I introduced a lot of elements into those, into, from that into my work, and um, you know, multiple dimensions and um, you know, different scales uh, were introduced to the work. Things that I mm -hmm. hadn't really the work I feel was a bit flatter before, not to negate everything that's taken me up to this point, but you okay. Know. No, I mean it's it's uh, it's it's still kind of refreshing and even brave at a point where uh, an artist like yourself who has been working for a while and is even an educator yeah. to, to say that there's always a chance for me to learn, always fine for me to, to fix anger with my art. Because you do tend to, to meet a lot of artists at kind of at, um, when they're just so self-obsessed with their vision of, of their world that they no longer want to do anything. Yeah. I think that's, in a way, a, a death of an artist. Well, I mean, it, yeah, it depends... I mean, it depends who's calling it the death of an artist. I'm sure they, they wouldn't. But, and, yeah, I mean, you know, my mum's an artist. Mm -hmm. My dad's an architect. And they have always been pushing, always changing yeah. the way they work. Um, and that's what I've always seen as the artistic journey. And, you know, you listen to, you listen to musicians. Mm -hmm. And they, if, you can listen to any... Um, if a musician's on their fifth album and everyone's considered everything they've done to be beautiful and amazing until then, and they say, what do you think's changed? They'll always, they'll always say, well, when we were young, we just <laughs> didn't even know how to play our instruments. Like, technical things, like, you know, just getting better with what you do, you know? And that's what I want to do. I want to keep getting better. I don't know how, if I, if I don't keep working, I don't know how I can't keep getting better, hopefully. So with, yeah. the, with the show you have, you have on now, Mm -hmm. um, like like your kind of other shows, at least it still kind of carries this uh, modern surrealism, if, if I'm, I guess, if it's correct to use that term to describe some of it. But in general, it's quite loud and yeah. forceful. Okay, yeah, it's loud. Uh, it's loud, I guess. Yeah. And uh, but with that, I, I get uh, a bit overwhelmed when there's so many things to look at. I get my eyes get get confused. There's a lot of people who do who find an escape in this kind of uh, world. So I think you have you... to be willing. You have to be willing to um, to invest. Your, when I mean these mm -hmm. works, they are there is a lot going on. You know, there's a lot of uh, a lot of form, um, like a lot of different patterns and colors and shapes and figures and yeah. figures in the background being pushed back and figures in the foreground being pushed forward and. You know different elements that you can get lost in, but I think you need to um, you need to give yourself to, the time to really step into it because that's what I want the work uh -huh. to feel like. You know, each work I want it to feel like an experience where you can step in. I think if you look at the work on the surface, you're only going to get one level from it, and I don't think that you. Well, I personally, mm -hmm. as, as as the creator of, of of my work, I don't feel like. It does. It's there's justice in that, but I understand. You know, people maybe intimidated by by kind of the yeah, well, yeah. or just you know, uh, I don't know. Um, then in the construction of it, how how does it happen arbitrarily? Do you kind of work on smaller pieces, smaller ideas, and then kind of do? How does the actual development of it happen? Now, at least now, with your added new layer. Well, just uh, to, to call it an added new layer, it's just I mean. The construction of it, I'm, I, I start all my work with drawings okay. and writings, mm. right? So I, I mean, my, my, I did my MA in illustration at St. Martin's. I'm like 
I'm drawing is my mm -hmm. thing. I've always been a drawer, drawing, drawing, drawing. Way before I even picked up painting, I'm doing drawing. So my drawing is something that I've always kept on the side. Um, and so yeah, it always begins with that. And so when, when, when I said before about new techniques within painting, they're new in that I've only, I've only now worked out how to do a lot of mm -hmm. things. Not that I'm saying it's, you know, there's still a million miles yeah. to go, but they're much more linked to the drawings that okay. I that I do, um, and the drawings I'd al I'd always consider the drawings to be much more mature um, in their compositions, much more mature in their forms. Just it's a tool that I completely I respect, and I am much more. Um, I can like my head to my hand okay. work so much better in drawings so this show I've actually got a bunch of my drawings yes. because this is I, I feel like it's the first time where there's been there's a direct link between painting and drawing whereas before it, it would have felt really inconsistent to to show one with the other okay you know? but then even with the drawings they, come in, they, they have the same shape and this kind of uh, uh, loopy madness that's going on yeah okay so that's, that's that's the question that's the question how does that start um well um i don't know it's uh, i mean it's i've always been doing it. i've always been been doodling and then expanding on okay. doodles and then drawing one thing and i mean so fine so is it an expansion then is do you start with something and then it, it goes or do you have an idea that you want to translate that and then you yeah, the thing. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, it's, it, it's, it's kind of it's an expansion, but over the course of since I first started mm. drawing when I was four. Okay. You know, so it's, it's, um, it's a constant expansion in that way. I mean, these works were about um, art, about trying to visualize a machine heart. Okay. You know, um, so these all started with, I mean, Having you know, listened to the Charlie Chaplin quote again, um, where he says, "Soldiers, don't give yourselves to these." And I'm, I might be off with the paraphrasing. Mm -hmm. Don't give yourselves to these unnatural men, machine men with machine minds and machine hearts. And the whole speech, as I take it, is to, it's 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 talking to the to the humanity mm -hmm. of soldiers and the, the conscious, to the conscience of warfare and this kind of mechanized brutality and so I a lot of my work has been about that that topic okay. not just yeah, this oh, yeah, show and the last different. show and, um, and so hearing the word machine heart I was like well I want to know I want to visualize that you know I want to okay. visualize what the machine heart could be so this started with these drawings where it was this kind of lumpy chunk more um, more literal okay. heart with metal um, pipes mm -hmm. coming off it and um, kind of organic clusters and you don't know what is organic and what is um, machine-like. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a complete combination. And then the forms start to become more abstract, more messy, more chaotic. Um, and that was with the drawings and then into the plans for the paintings. Um, and so, yeah, it all started with drawings and writings. I mean, weird poems are all love letters from, you know, a soldier to their own machine heart and asking the machine heart, you know, how the machine heart exists and all these weird abstract things. But 
they're not part of the okay. work here. With with your older work, or at least your old your older mentions about your work, it, you, it was it always read things that your, your the ideas throughout have always been about nostalgia and kind of looking back. And although your themes keep changing, kind of from show to show, mm. do you think there is a, like a, a link throughout all your work of of a main underlying theme? Um, is a main underlying thing. There probably has to be, but I mean, is I, it nostalgia? No, I, I mean nostalgia for what? I you mean, know, your, your older work was always about a, at least from what I've understood from some of the interviews yeah, yeah. and writings, about um, a connection to a space, uh, an understanding of, of war, or even now with this kind of there's still a soldier of of them missing something that they had. Inside. You know, I, I think I think a lot of it is is. Um, in a weird way, like a kind of a survivor's guilt where okay. you feel like you you have to try and understand aspects which are just so foreign, you know. A lot of... So if you look in the details, you're going to find a lot of heads on sticks um, and, a, you know, a bunch of different works I've done. There's always heads on sticks, eagles' heads on sticks. Mm. And the, heads on, the head on the stick is, is, from, is from the... Um, the story of Imam Hussein, which is a big part of the, the, sh the Shia identity, to understand and to feel for the, the tragedy which okay. happened. But when you tell a kid about this, about an Imam being his head cut off and it's put on a stick and it's paraded around, these are like aesthetic things that I just can't relate to. It's okay. not part of the world that I grew up in. Okay. You know, I'm, so I'm constantly trying to understand what... Um, a lot of these things are so I think trying to understand the the psyche of warfare is trying to understand something that is completely unrelatable to me I'm not I'm not a soldier mm. never been a soldier I, it doesn't make sense it's like trying to describe childbirth you know it's, it's something that is just not part of me but, to, but the facade is quite colorful and, and shiny for something so dark and dreary yeah, because I have to live in... Well, firstly, I have to live in my studio. Yeah. You know, I could do miserable or darker or more visceral or more gritty work. I'm not um, saying it should be. No, but it the way you're describing it, could, it, could be, it is yeah. quite heavy. But the way you see it, fine, it is, It is like I said earlier on, aggressive there, and there, loud. There, but it's there much are elements. more like falling into a... I don't know, I guess I don't want to reference myself, but like the, the white rabbit's hole and going through a whole wonderland. Um, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Well, but there you go. One of war. Well, maybe no, one no. of those card soldiers' hearts. Um, <laughs> some, something, some, something like that, maybe. I mean, uh, that's the thing. It's like the theme begins, and you, yeah. you, you, your ideas come around it. I mean, I work. My drawings are all in black and white, so mm. assume them to be dark and dreary. I don't know. And then, and then you start to, to. Um, the theme is, is what governs you, but you, you start to develop your own um, relationship to the forms. Uh, you start to just the work becomes its, its own thing, I guess. Okay. You know? And you also have these smaller paintings with much less objects in them. Yeah. What is, does that, is that connected to it? Is it part of the study? Or is it yeah, something else? These are, um, well, I mean, you know, we live in Paris, so I, I'm, always, I'm always around them. You know, the Musée d'Orsay mm -hmm. and the Pompidou and Picasso Museum is like the street next mm -hmm. to where we live. So 
you always see these beautiful <clears throat> still life studies and they're so gentle and small mm. and you know and Picasso had this amazing way of making us a uh, still life study in this most bizarre abstracted way and I've always loved those smaller paintings that he did and so I wanted to um, to emulate um, the kind of the still life in the the way I've put the the work together um, the small ones but the forms are elements that I've taken from my actual work so it's almost self-referencing so like a cluster of cells or um, uh, the the dome of a, of, a, of a mosque you see like broken domes occasionally in the work um, and like a, a watermelon over there you can see watermelons over there watermelon is one of the few memories I have of Iraq so um, it, it pops in here and there um, have you ever been in Iraq? yeah I, I lived there when I was young oh, okay. yeah, for a very short period but um, there are you know you you have like very small memories that you you know you maintain and you know um, so, so now going back to your drawing you mentioned that how for you was always drawing 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 yeah. but now you're very obviously a painter and one who's kind of pursuing more and more his painting career and style to go further what what happened there why did that relationship switch um um I don't know. I mean, I think I, I started to love doing painting just because it's so physical. You know? Okay. I mean... Is it that why you, you have a certain attire when you paint? Uh, yeah, because I can immerse myself in it. Okay. Yeah, you seem, you seem to know. I do, yes, I do look like an absolute... I, I feel like I'm part of my work when okay, I'm painting. You know, and that's very much my thing, and I, I like to immerse myself in it. You know, all of my paintings here are... I don't, I don't have, you know, I don't use studio assistant. Everything is all me on my own. So everything is my size. Like the height is my height okay. of all the paintings. <laughs> you know, I like to very much feel like I'm in control of it and I can physically, um, you know, physically um, use my mm. body, use my dimensions within the work. With drawing, it's, it's almost, it doesn't, the drawing I make here is so much more intimate. So and is the drawing more for you and the painting for us? No, it's not that. They're all for me. Okay. Yeah, they're all for me. Um, but it's the the drawings I feel like are they're a more intimate space. I could be anywhere and do drawings. I don't feel like there's a there's a physical immersion. Okay. In in painting, in in drawing. Yeah. Sorry, there completely is in painting, right. and that's part of why I love art. That's the endorphin kick that's the you know the wake up in the morning and go back home at night and feel like you know I've I've interacted with this kind of this energy which I'm just trying to get out and uh, painting does that for me more than drawing does I think yeah but oh. that might change yeah. I mean you know. and uh, actually I want to say I want to thank you for, for for giving the time to talk because now as we're talking about your work and your process and sitting here uh, around uh, your work, I am becoming less afraid of them, and I am seeing them for they are, and, and noticing the, those constructions, these, these kind of hearts that are trying to beat, uh, yeah. and and it is it is quite immersing uh, for us as the same way you had yeah. to, to develop it. So 
hopefully a lot of people will will, will uh, have the chance to, to sit and appreciate the art rather than just kind of walk by it quickly. Sure. And uh, good luck on your show. Thanks. Is Thank there anything you. you'd like to end with or say that I've forgotten? Or No, I mean, you know, it's funny. When you talk about the, uh, the like, it being that dense, you know, mm-hmm. and being um, intimidating to... Not intimidatingly this or intimidatingly that, just intimidating. It's like, oh, this is a commitment if I'm going to yeah. really step into this work. Um, but I feel like with this show in this particular space... I've, I've tried to break out of the canvas on as many occasions as possible. And for me, that that makes the entire wall feel like the white space that the canvas needs to bind it. Okay. You know? So I feel like without that, it would have felt a little bit more uh, confined. I see what you're saying. Yeah, so that's what I wanted to do. I wanted it's to like f- instructions for us how to see it in a way. Well, that it can always grow, it can always no, live. It, yeah, it, it's, just, it's just to say, you know, this is a moment happening yeah. and it's kind of, it can constantly um, change keep, and develop. Yeah, keep growing from out of that. Well, again, thank you very much well, for, thanks for, coming, for having man. you on. Yeah, yeah. Um, the show Machine Hearts opens up on March the 14th and is on till. I don't know. Eight, I'll check a- and I'll write it down. May? End April? of May. April, May. Anyway, it'll be on the podcast. Yeah. yeah. Right. Thank you very much and goodbye. Awesome. Bye. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks.